Can you all hear me? Yes. Yep. Very good. Yes. Yep. Okay, well, thank you for joining the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Northwestern Division for our sixth Missouri River Basin Water Management Conference call for 2014. I am Serena Baker, and I will be moderating today's call. These calls are recorded in their entirety. Your participation acknowledges your consent to be recorded. We will use a forced mute function during this call. To unmute your line during this call, please enter star six. This function does not work on all phones, so please be aware that if this mute function does not work on your phone, all others on the call will be able to hear your conversation. Also, please mute your phone once you have finished speaking. The agenda for today's call will be as follows. Dr. Dennis Toddy, South Dakota State Climatologist and Associate Professor of Agriculture and Biosystems Engineering at South Dakota State University, will discuss the one-month and three-month precipitation and temperature outlooks from the NOAA Climate Prediction Center. Mr. Scott Doomer, Development and Operations Hydrologist with the National Weather Services, Missouri Basin River Forecast Center, will discuss the latest potential outlook for flooding along the Missouri River Basin this summer. Ms. Jody Farhat, Chief of the Army Corps of Engineers, Missouri River Basin Water Management Division, will provide an update on the current reservoir operations, including the Corps' runoff forecast for 2014 and the planned regulation of the reservoir system based on the current runoff forecast. We have previously done a roll call and all afternoon speakers are on the line, so thank you all. So we will go ahead and begin. Dr. Dennis Toddy will discuss the one-month and three-month precipitation and temperature outlooks from the NOAA Climate Prediction Center. For those of you who would like to follow along, Dr. Toddy's presentation is located at www.nwd-mr-usace-army-army-rcc-dr. Dr. Toddy? Okay. Can you hear me, Serena? I can. Thank you. Okay. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. It's um, well, been a, a somewhat active weather week in lower parts of the basin with some heavier rainfalls and storm events uh, that has fortunately fallen on some uh, drier areas in the lower parts of the Missouri Basin and the, and the Central Great Plains. Northern parts of the basin have been running a bit dry. We'll talk about some of those right now. Also approaching the climatological peak, or actually past the climatological peak for precipitation that's throughout much of the upper basin, um, and also getting to the uh, you know, full-fledged runoff. And we'll talk about, other folks will talk about that as we go along. So some key points, if you look at our first slide, our current conditions, uh, our ENSO, El Nino Southern Oscillation conditions are still officially neutral. We're not in El Nino or La Nina, but we are right on the edge of an El Nino. Uh, in fact, NOAA is projecting uh, and, and now 70% um, chance, I believe, of El Nino happening this summer. If not, more likely it is going to occur in the fall. Uh, temperatures overall have been closer to average over the basin. A little bit of places are below and above. We'll talk about that in just a second. Precipitation has been heavy in certain spots in the basin uh, with some fairly dry areas. Uh, the predictions, as we go, we'll look at here, uh, cooling average temperatures are likely to continue uh, according to the, the June outlook and looking on into the summer. 
precipitation chances for at least June are likely to be above average and potentially throughout the rest of the summer as the uh, pattern seems to be looking to be more active overall. Again, that ENSO transition to El Nino uh, into the summer or early fall, which would have an impact on next winter particularly. And uh, drought conditions do continue in the lower basin, though there again has been some improvement. Let's move on to slide two. Looking at uh, precipitation over the last 30 days in the upper left-hand side and the percent of average in the lower right-hand side, uh, more precipitation has occurred in eastern parts of the basin overall. Uh, those areas are shown in purple, uh, particularly down into uh, Nebraska, Iowa, and Minnesota. Uh, when we're looking at it on an average base and compared to average, uh, again, the purple areas are running in the area of 150 to 200% of average. You see some uh, spots throughout the basin which have been running wetter than average overall, and this is through yesterday, so this does not include precipitation that's occurred in the last 24 hours. So spotty, heavy precipitation, uh, but also some spotty, very dry areas across the region. Moving on, uh, the at comparison to normal temperatures, green areas are above or, or excuse me, slightly below average, uh, one to two degrees. Uh, the areas that go into orange, red are above average. Uh, you can see generally close to average, some variability across the region. Uh, with the cool summer and uh, somewhat cool early start to the year, uh, overall ET or evaporation from the surface has been somewhat decreased uh, in, in some of the wet areas, which is added to the wetness, um, and there are still some dry areas overall also. Okay, getting on to the outlook. The 8 to 14 day outlook issued every day from the Climate Prediction Center. Uh, Left-hand side, uh, temperature outlook for the next 8 to 14 days over most of the area except for uh, the, uh, the of western Montana. Uh, near normal temperatures, western Montana probably do as a carryover impact of still snowpack in the region, I would, I would expect. Uh, precipitation on the right-hand side, you see the Dakotas, eastern Montana has above average chances for precipitation over the next 8 to 14 days. The pattern does not look incredibly active, but there still are several, uh, several uh, uh, events that have been coming across dropping decent amounts of precipitation. Those look like they're likely to continue. Moving on to the next slide, the June temperature and precipitation outlooks. Uh, these are a little bit outdated at this point. They were updated at the beginning of June. Uh, the new ones will be issued as of next week, but the overall outlook for June on the left-hand side for temperature, uh, again, that idea of staying uh, you know, near to, to below average temperatures being the most likely, and uh, the fairly active pattern most likely to continue, which has been generally right in its location, that uh, has, been, has been fairly active for, for this time, even for mid-June. Um, but again, a little bit outdated, new ones coming out next week. Uh, go on to the next slide, the June through August outlook. Uh, similar pattern staying with us. The, the likely below, most likely is below average temperatures continuing throughout a good portion of the upper basin in the June through August time frame. Uh, the precipitation area on the right-hand side uh, is, is a slight chances being above average, chances for precipitation. Uh, throughout a part of the basin, the rest of the basin is equal chances for below or above average. So uh, precipitation-wise, does look like we, you know, doesn't look like we're going to shut off and be, be quite dry. Uh, you know, we might be closer to average, but uh, it, the pattern does look to stay fairly active. Uh, particularly in, in parts of the latter part of the summer. We'll have to watch that as we go along. And then our last slide going on is the, the drought update, the U.S. drought monitor map. 
updated last Thursday. On the left-hand side, we still do have parts of uh, Minnesota, South Dakota, Nebraska, Iowa still in some form of drought, and in the Central Plains still carrying on issues down there. Um, there will probably be some edits to this with the outlook or with the map this week because of the heavy precipitation that did incur, occur in these areas. And then the right-hand side, the drought monitor outlook, uh, just indicating what uh, is, is likely to happen to drought conditions uh, for the month of June and the, the, uh, the kind of uh, olive green, I guess, is expecting to be some removal likely and then the tannish area is uh, drought remains but some improvement in those areas of Kansas and Nebraska. So that concludes my report at this point. Thank you very much, Dr. Toddy. Um, I'm getting some feedback and some, some people don't have their, their phones on mute, so I'm going to go ahead and do another force mute, so if you'll just uh, hold on the line for a moment. All participants are now in listen-only mode. Thank you again, Dr. Toddy. Uh, we'll move now to Mr. Scott Doomer, who will provide a brief report on this summer's flood outlook. And just a reminder, since I did a force mute, Mr. Doomer, you may have to press star six to unmute your line. Good afternoon, everyone. The Missouri River Forecast Center is happy to report that the mountain snowpack peak for the 2014 runoff season has passed. With the exception of a few locations on the north Platte River, which exceeded moderate flood levels, all mountain snowmelt flooding was in the minor category. Rivers within the Yellowstone, Upper Missouri, and North and South Platte systems all crested during the last couple of days of May or the first couple of days in June. The Wind River, Yellowstone, Boulder, Clark's Fork of the Yellowstone, the Tongue, Big Hole, Missouri at Williston, Cache Lapooter, and encampment rivers all crested in the minor flood category. The North Platte and Laramie rivers in Wyoming both crested in the moderate flood category. As we, consider, as we continue to lose mountain snows, the threat of significant flooding due to rain on snow events, though still a slight possibility in the mountains, is rapidly dis diminishing. As we transition from the spring to summer, we also transition from snowmelt flooding to almost entirely a thunderstorm-driven threat. Several rain systems have moved through the southeastern half of the Missouri Basin during the last several days, and that's resulted in widespread minor to moderate flooding, primarily focused in southern Iowa and the state of Missouri. The relatively new gauge with a short history on the Thompson River, a tributary to the Grand River in northern Missouri, set a new record late uh, stage late last week. The Missouri River itself had numerous locations in the minor flood category uh, extended from Brownville, Nebraska uh, downstream. All of this flooding has been due to tributary inflows downstream of the Gavin's Point Dam. On again, off again, minor to moderate flooding due to rainfall and thunderstorm activity will continue to be a threat in the lower third of the basin throughout the summer. This is typical and persists every year. Uh, thank you, and this concludes the National Weather Service Flood Potential Brief. Thank you very much, Scott. We appreciate that. 
Now, Ms. Jody Farhat, Chief of the Missouri River Basin Water Management Division for the Army Corps of Engineers, will provide an update on the current reservoir operations, including the Corps' runoff forecast for 2014 and the planned regulation of the reservoir system based on the current runoff forecast. Jody? Thank you, Serena. And thank you, everyone, for joining us today on this Missouri Basin Outlook conference call. We appreciate your, your participation. Following the 2011 flood, the Corps' Northwestern Division committed to better communication with the congressional delegations, states, tribes, and stakeholders. And this call is part of that effort. Late last week, we posted the June runoff and reservoir regulation forecast on our website. And yesterday, we issued a press release describing the latest information. As expected, runoff during the month of May was above normal due to the melt of the above-average mountain snowpack. We anticipate the above-normal runoff will continue in June and July as the rest of the snow melt enters the reservoirs. The updated 2014 calendar year runoff forecast above Sioux City is 31.1 million acre-feet, or 123% of normal. This is down slightly from our May 1st runoff forecast due to an adjustment to the June-July runoff forecast for Fort Peck and Garrison. Based on the amount of snow that has already melted, it appears that the total volume of runoff from the mountain snowpack will be somewhat less than we previously forecast. The mountain snowpack above Fort Peck peaked at 132% of normal and 140% of normal in the reach between Fort Peck and Garrison. Currently, less than 25% of this year's peak accumulation remains, and inflows in the, from the major tributaries that feed Fort Peck and Garrison reservoirs are already declining, as Scott just mentioned. The total volume of water stored in the mainstream reservoir system today is 57.5 million acre-feet, which is 1.4 million acre-feet above the base of the annual flood control and multiple-use zone. On May 30th, system storage climbed out of the carryover multiple-use zone where it had been since the drought of 2012. At the current storage level, 14.9 million acre-feet of the 16.3 million acre-feet of total flood control storage remains to capture this year's runoff. Gavin's Point releases average 29,100 CFS in May and are currently set at 30,000 cubic feet per second. As part of our normal flood risk reduction measures, releases were temporarily reduced to 27,000 last week in response to the heavy rain in the lower basins. Releases are expected to remain at the current release rate to prevent endangered least turn and threatened piping plovers from nesting on the low sandbars that would be flooded later this summer when higher releases are needed to meet navigation targets. The nesting season runs from May till late August. Moving on to the updated monthly reservoir regulation studies, the basic simulation uses the runoff forecast of 31.1 million acre-feet as previously discussed. Due to the amount of variability in precipitation and other hydrologic factors that can occur over the next several months, we also develop an upper and lower runoff forecast that are used in the upper and lower basic simulations. These simulations provide a range of reservoir elevations and releases that may be expected under different runoff scenarios. The discussion that follows will focus on the basic or most likely runoff forecast. Information on the other runoff forecasts is posted on our webpage. So looking at the upper three reservoirs, under the most likely forecast, Fort Peck Reservoir is expected to peak near elevation 2236, two feet into the 16-foot flood pool, 
which extends from 2234 to 2250. Peak daily average releases are expected to be about 9,000 cubic feet per second this summer. Garrison Reservoir is expected to peak near elevation 1846, or about 9 feet into the 16.5 foot flood pool, which extends from elevation 1837.5 to 1854. Peak daily average releases are expected to be about 30,000 CFS this summer. Owyhee is expected to peak near elevation 1610, or 2.5 feet into the 12.5 foot flood pool, which extends from 1607.5 to 1620. Peak daily average releases are expected to be about 33,000 CFS this summer. Based on the March 15th system storage check, low support for the first half of the navigation has been set halfway between full and minimum service. Flows at this level of service are designed to provide between an eight and a nine foot deep navigation channel with Gavin's Point releases expected to range from the low 20,000 to the low 30,000 CFS, depending on downstream conditions. Releases will be reduced in response to downstream flooding. However, the effectiveness of the reservoir system to reduce peak stages along the lower river diminishes as you move downstream due to the travel time. The navigation service level for the second half of the navigation season and the navigation season length will be based on the July 1st system storage. Under all three runoff conditions modeled, we show flow support will be increased to full service after the storage check and will be for the full eight-month navigation season. Forecasted energy generation at the mainstem dams for 2014 under the basic simulation is 9.5 billion kilowatt hours. With normal reservoir levels and releases, we would expect approximately 10 billion kilowatt hours. So in summary, our latest forecast for runoff above Sioux City this year calls for 31.1 million acre-feet, 123% of normal. To put this in perspective, runoff in 2011 was 61 million acre-feet, nearly twice as much as this year. Runoff from the mountain snowpack is entering the reservoir system now, but is expected to be slightly less than previously forecast. Less than 25% of this year's peak snowpack accumulation remains in the mountains and the major tributaries are already declining. Based on the latest reservoir regulation forecast, we anticipate that this year's runoff will utilize less than 30% of the available flood control storage in the reservoir system. Water stored in the annual flood control multiple use zone this summer will be used during the remainder of the year to provide support for downstream purposes like navigation and water supply. At this time, we do not anticipate the need to evacuate water above the rates needed for downstream uses. In addition, typical thunderstorms can co cause localized flooding downstream of the reservoir system. Reducing releases from Gavin's Point in response to downstream runoff is part of our normal flood risk reduction measures, and the reservoir system is well positioned for this type of operation this year. We'll continue to monitor the conditions in the basin and we'll make any necessary release adjustments throughout the remainder of the year. That concludes my remarks, so thank you very much, and back to you, Serena. Thank you, Jody. Alrighty, now questions will be fielded by state for the core, Dr. Toddy and Mr. Doomer. We'll start in alphabetical order with the state of Iowa. Are there any congressional delegation members that have questions for the panel? Any tribes? Any questions from state officials or local government from Iowa? 
Any questions from the Iowa press? Very good. We'll move to Kansas. Are there any congressional delegation members that have questions from Kansas? Any questions from the tribes? State officials or local government from Kansas? Or Kansas press questions? Alrighty, moving to Missouri. Are there any congressional delegation members that have questions from Missouri? Any tribes? State officials or local government questions from the state of Missouri? Any Missouri press questions? Hearing none, we'll move to Montana. Are there any congressional delegation members that would like to ask a question of our team? Any tribes? Just remember to press star six if you would like to unmute your line to ask a question. Are there any state officials or local governments in the state of Montana that have questions? Any questions from the Montana press? Hearing none, we'll move to Nebraska. Are there any congressional delegation members that have questions from the state of Nebraska? Any Nebraskan tribes? State officials or local government from the state of Nebraska? Any Nebraska press questions? North Dakota, are there any congressional delegation members that have questions of our team? Any tribes with questions from North Dakota? How about state officials or local governments with questions from the state of North Dakota? Any press questions from North Dakota? This is Stu Mary with McLean County Independent in Garrison, North Dakota. A question for Jordy. Uh, with Flag Sakakawea, you had predicted uh, 1846 uh, to be the peak. When might that occur? Um, hi. Uh, let me get to my study here. It looks like, um, well, I'm just looking at a monthly study, so it looks like the peak would occur sometime in late June or early July, most likely. Thank you. You're welcome. Are there any other uh, North Dakota press questions? Okay, thank you, Stu, for that question. Uh, we'll move, or I'm sorry, were there from South Dakota any press questions? How about the state of Wyoming? Are there any congressional delegation members with questions from the state of Wyoming? Any tribal questions? State officials or local government questions from Wyoming? Any press questions from Wyoming? This is uh, Kim Johnson from uh, Wyoming Homeland Security. I just wanted to express my thanks uh, for these calls here during the season and also express our thanks to the Omaha District, Colonel Cross and his readiness branch uh, staff and our uh, flood fight operations of the last uh, uh, two weeks. Uh, we greatly appreciate the help and assistance of the Corps here. Thank you. That's very nice of you, Mr. Johnson. Uh, 
Any press questions from the state of, of Wyoming? Any national press? Serena, Tony Mangan at KCCR Radio in Pure, South Dakota. Okay. I, I must have missed you asked for, for questions from the South Dakota media. But, but uh, if I can ask Jody real quick, Jody, when you look at Lake Oahe, um, you're expecting Lake Oahe to peak when? Uh, Tony, it looks like Oahe will peak uh, sometime here in June at around 16, 10 and a half. So that's, you know, a, a foot or two, let me see where it is today. We're at um, yeah, 1608 and a half, so about two feet higher than it is today. And probably uh, late this month, uh, could be early July, but I would guess late this month. Um, when you start to increase the, the discharges from Lake Hawaii, you're not at this point, again, expecting any kind of low-level flooding south of the Wahi Dam. Am I right? That's correct. Um, the releases will run in the 20 to 30,000, low 30,000 range all summer. Um, so we're not evacuating any flood water, and so all those releases will be well within the channel at normal levels. One of the things you said in, in the press release stated that, that the snowpack um, was not as uh, heavy or high as, as first expected. When did you start to see the, the snowpack maybe not reach the level that maybe you thought it was going to reach in the, you know, maybe three to four months earlier? Well, you know, beginning in about mid-February until about, um, let me just look at my graph here, yeah, about mid-February, until about early April or mid-April, it tracked right along the levels of uh, 2011, you know, so, so quite a bit above normal. Um, but then it, it really tapered off in early April and has melted really fast. So, you know, I think it, it didn't get to the levels that we saw in 2011. And then also, as Dr. Toddy mentioned, you know, it's been quite dry in western Wyoming and western Montana. So we're not getting the runoff from that snowmelt that we anticipated. Um, and, and actually, I'm, I'm guessing that next month when we uh, do our forecast, it's going to be even less than we forecast this month because, you know, those tributaries are already dropping pretty rapidly, and we have less than 25% of the snowpack remaining. So it's, it's really been a change over the last month. Okay. Hey, thank you very much. You're welcome, Tony. Thanks. Thank you, Tony, and I apologize if I uh, if I skipped over. Were there any other questions from the state of Missouri? Or I'm sorry, from the state of South Dakota, from congressional tribes, state or local governments, or press? Okay. Are there are there any other final questions from anyone before we conclude our call? All righty. Well, in an effort to maintain open lines of communications, these calls will continue through July 2014. On behalf of the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, we certainly appreciate your participation in today's call. Have a nice day.